Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 10th. Of course, it's another, every day is a great day to be a Vol, but when we're talking about bringing in some more recruits, other teams tweeting about us when they're not actually worried about us or care about us, listen, I've been in high school before, okay? When they say they don't care about you, but they're talking about you and tweeting about you and posting on Facebook about you, they care about you. They're worried. No matter what no matter what the ex-girlfriend says, if they're tweeting about you and talking about you, they still care about you. They're just flirting. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. They're just they're just a they're just a little worried. And you know what? I'd be nervous. And here's yeah. a message for all you Florida fans and Georgia fans <clears throat> who are like, I'm not worried. Have you seen the history of Tennessee? You better get comfortable with the history. The the recent history, I should say. You better get comfortable with the recent history because soon that may be all you have. Yeah, that's fine. It may be all you have. Pull up <laughs> Florida, pull up the 13 wins in the last 14 years or whatever it is. You better pull it up and you better sit down and get comfortable with it because I've seen you guys are doing the opposite of what we're doing. You, you guys are pushing people out of your program. And Tennessee's yeah. bringing people in. Decommitment you. Decommitment you. Um, today they had an article about how a dude didn't, didn't feel like he was being treated right there. So Yeah, like they kind of messed up his uh, – not messed up, but like talked bad about him to – where he wouldn't get a job in the NFL. Gotcha. Maybe maybe Dan Mullen should quit worrying about the Jordans and focus on his team. Maybe. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. Guys, obviously it has been an exciting week, an exciting weekend. We've got a great show to for you. We're talking about the absolutely fuego streak. Jeremy Ooh, Pruitt, you like good that? Good word, yeah. yeah like that. <laughs> that uh Jeremy Pruitt and his staff have put together for Tennessee in recruiting going to talk about some more potential targets and positions that uh tennessee needs to fill and look at got the 98 rewatch we make the trip to our second home in nashville uh of course it was orange on it, it 20 22 years ago it's still orange yep still orange jimmy v classic the vols add gonzaga to the schedule is this going to become like a, a thing like a yeah you play them every couple years Are i want to say it's kind of like the oklahoma like we didn't really plan on playing them again. It just kind of worked out that way. We're playing so. eight toms in the yeah. next. Yeah. 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 Well, either way, I like playing on Zag, obviously. It's going to be cool to play in Madison Square Garden, so we'll talk all about the Jimmy V Classic uh, coming up this December. And then we've got some great segments for you all. I'm excited to talk recruiting. I mean, obviously, because there's not much to talk about. So, yeah, I'll gladly talk about recruiting. Right. Especially when this is the streak we're on. Yeah, we're, we're the hot team in the country. Right. No one else is doing this. Right. Before we actually jump into the show, guys, do me a favor. On Twitter, hit retweet, hit like. Make sure everybody on your timeline gets this. On Facebook, like and share it. If you're on YouTube, comment, like it, subscribe to Volunteer Roadshow. Make sure you oh, Instagram too, guys. Uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get our Instagram going. I promise. You're gonna see some highlights, some stats every day, so make sure you follow it. It is more important issue sixteen, I believe. Yep. So uh, make sure you go follow that right now. Or later if you want. I'm I'm not I'm not rushing you. I'm not trying to rush you. But do uh, it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Uh, guys, also going to do a giveaway in this show. Uh, Hound Dogs. Yeah. $25 gift card to Hound Dogs. Uh, so Landon's going to tell you guys about how you can sign up and enter to, enter to win that. Yeah. So go to Volunteer Roadshow, create an account, create a profile. You can uh, include a profile picture, message other people, kind of do a little chat in there. So do that, and that'll enter you into the drawing every show to win the $25 gift card to Hound Dogs. Go check out our sponsors. Like I said, Hound Dogs, Tennessee Tap House, Bet Now, and Commercial Bank. I'm actually going to tell you guys about Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, same for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. It's good to be back with everybody. It's great to be back. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everybody. We're here. Just like the Vols, we're back. Yeah. Let's talk about recruiting. We're jumping in. We're giving the people what they want right off the bat, talking recruiting. A little weekend hat trick, another one, right? Another hat trick. Brian Niedemeyer, he, we were concerned maybe he didn't know the definition of hat trick. We were hoping... He didn't know it and thought it was more. He clearly knows the definition of a hat trick. Well, he's he from is, Alaska, so it's not like a. I guess it'd be a hockey hat trick. It wouldn't. Yeah, be yeah, any, yeah. He knows not a, not a soccer one. Not a soccer one. I don't <laughs> know if they play a, a hockey in Alaska. I, 
I think there's uh, too much. I think it's too cold to do that. There's okay. Yeah, I think I think, I think it's too cold. Hmm. There is a, there is a definitely a limit because uh, he had to learn what a hat trick was, and uh, he has certainly learned. Jeremy Prude has learned, and Joe Os- the new guys are getting in on it. Joe Osevitz learning what a hat trick is and rolling them in, rolling them in from St. Fran. That pipeline could be absolutely fantastic. Um, two of the guys this weekend, and there are some more targets, correct? So in 2022, there's like nine guys from St. Francis that are ranked in the top 300 right now. Insanity. Per 247. Insanity. Two guys this weekend from St. Francis in Baltimore, Maryland. I think a lot of people, and Maryland's recruiting pretty well. I can't remember what their rank is, um, but they're recruiting pretty well. I think a lot of people thought Maryland, and uh, Maryland was in the final top four, I believe, for Aaron Willis, mm-hmm. but couldn't close it out. Tennessee goes in. Top three. We're, we're going to take away, we're going to take your best player. Tennessee's going to take the best player in the state and not even think twice about it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Maryland right now. They're trying to like lock down the borders and just recruit St. Francis, and there's some other schools in that area, the Baltimore area, um, Washington, D.C. area, but weren't able to get him. Nope. Or mm. Katron Evans. Katron Evans. So he was the first to commit. That was on my days or off Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katron Evans commits to Tennessee and starts off – I think he even tweeted like this isn't it for the weekend. Yeah. So I mean, he knew. Do what? A lot of people knew. Yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, every, a lot of people assumed he kind of reassured us after his commitment that he wasn't going to be the last one um, in this class. Uh, we did. If uh, hopefully you watched the video that we we did with uh, talking about Katron Evans. Um, he's a four star out of Baltimore, Maryland. He's out of St. Francis Academy. Defensive tackle and an absolute monster of a defensive tackle. Yeah, 6'4", 320, and not just a guy that's just going to take up space. He's obviously going to take up space. He's 320. <laughs> yes. um, but a guy who's very athletic for his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I feel like a lot of the players on Tennessee's roster right now, they just don't have the, – the defensive tackles just don't have, or unless we didn't see it last year, is very inconsistent of the plays they made. Um, now, they did a good job of taking up space, and they improved over the course of the season – um, but this is a guy who would add something just totally different. It's something we don't have on Tennessee's current roster, just somebody who can take on blocks and get pressure on a quarterback at the defensive tackle position. Yeah, uh, I believe you mentioned how athletic he is. He's a guy that is going to take up space, but he, he also – I mean, he's if you watch this video, he, he's making a lot of guys – he's making running the ball very hard, making yeah. very difficult uh, – if there is a hole, it goes away very quickly. He's able to close it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting guy that I think is going to make a ton of good plays, especially if the uh, the ends and the backers are filled out like they seem they're going to be. He's, that, he looks like he's going to have a lot of help. That whole entire defense is going to be incredible. I yeah. mean, we're getting faster guys, bigger guys, stronger guys, um, and just guys that are just athletes. I mean, you look at the the two we got today. Aaron Willis, he, he's a six foot linebacker, but plays at one of the you know St. Francis, one of the best programs in the country, and is just a freaking cannonball. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he <laughs> he'll probably get a couple targeting calls. It's it's certainly possible. Yeah. Um, it, it is pretty incredible how hard he's able to hit, which it helps that. There's some big running backs in this film running at him, but uh, he he certainly lets guys know he's lets guys know he's there, and it plays into the Pruitt mantra. The next line or the linebacker we're gonna talk about next, it flies the ball. Yeah, and he matches. I mean, Terrence Lewis too, another commitment in this class out of Florida. Guys that just hit people as hard as they possibly can. Yep, it's exciting. That um, that tandem is gonna be fun to watch with Aaron yeah. Wilson and Terrence Lewis. Um, cause then that'll be Henry Toa's junior year when they come in here. So he could potentially only have one season left on Rocky top before he leaves for the NFL. So you'd like to think, um, Aaron Willis and Terrence Lewis will be the future, um, at those two inside linebacker positions. Right. And, uh, Aaron Willis, another guy out of, uh, St. Francis Academy and his offer list is nothing short of impressive. Uh, he's a guy who, I don't. I mean, obviously, his you know, started trending toward Tennessee, but I can't imagine when when his recruitment started picking up that a lot of people picked him to go to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you, you beat out Maryland, like you said, the home state team. Oh,
first clip, the first clip in his highlight film is him <clears throat> in seventh grade murdering a kid. Oh yeah, murdering a kid. Also, apologize for the sound that just came through. Uh, forgot to mute that, but you, if you didn't hear it, you felt it. So you just got both. Sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing how it's amazing that he's been as talented. So if you go on YouTube and look up his highlights, it goes all the way back to 2015. And they're not not impressive. Like they're still very impressive. He's been a talent for a while. Yep. A guy that I think is going to get a lot of tackles. Yeah. He seems to be like a tackling machine, always around the football. Um, and like I said, just a freaking human missile when he gets a little more steam. He gets we, more steam and just, right. you know, are, just like Tennessee's recruiting class. Are we recruiting this many linebackers so when they get ejected for targeting, we're still fine? Like we still have? Yeah, I guess we're, having to, we're not having to throw like a J.J. Peterson, somebody yeah. who just is – totally out of shape out there right we, so, we can just rotate in the, ne- the next four-star linebacker we have so. yeah i like it I, i'm okay with that 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 seems like a good compromise mm-hmm. so human human missile is a great way to describe a lot of the defensive commits we've gotten but especially the linebacking linebacker def- commitments we've gotten and uh joe's vet brian niedermeyer was kind of on aaron willis um joe's vet He's also in the running for a, a – so he got Katron Evans, Aaron Willis, um, and then another tight end maybe in the works. Where's So um, where is he out of? You, you talked about that crystal ball. We'll get to Caden Salter here in just a moment. Right before we went live, Landon tweeted that we started kind of trending for a tight end. Why don't you tell us about that? So, yeah, it's uh, Miles Campbell. He is out of Georgia, I think Paulding County. Okay. Um, so I think he's like 6'3", 220, guy that runs – Four five four four forty, and that's a need in this class. Tight end right now. We haven't signed a tight end yet. I f- think there's a okay. wide receiver in this class that potentially could be converted. Yeah, there's there's a couple like D Beckwith was thought that maybe he could be a, a tight end. Um, Julian Nixon, uh, Rock Taylor. There was kind of three guys that maybe could fit that mold at tight end, but it, are going to give a they're going to give them a shot at wide receiver first. Gotcha. Um, so this guy could be a true you know Tennessee's first true tight end. Um, in this class. Right. And you said Osabet's recruiting him? Yep. New guy getting in on the action. I love it. I love it. He's energetic, man. He's ready yeah. to go. He's ready to prove himself. I love it. Right. And I mean, we said it. If he, we said when Tennessee had to um, – was was looking for that that next on-field staffer, we potentially – we thought they could promote from within. Uh, we knew when they put Joe Osabet on the road, it was an audition. You had to go try out for that position, and you went and won it. Yep, and you're still pro- you continue to prove yourself. Yep. So he's doing all the right things, um, and and helping helping this team get better. Uh, let's bump over to Caden Salter. Every class needs a quarterback, and this one just got a pretty good quarterback. Caden Salter. He's out of Cedar Hill, Texas. He's a four star four star dual threat quarterback. The let's uh are we just gonna pick the numbers we like best? Because two four sevens got him as the number four dual threat. The composites at number ten. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I feel like something's he's either gonna go up with two or up with rivals or down for two four seven. Gotcha. Um, so I, I like to use the composite just because it's all of them it's, put together. It's definitely a, a more accurate right representation of him. Uh, his stats though are, are very impressive, <laughs> and this is a guy true dual threat can do it all. Not a you know the dual threat I'm talking about. Not not that kind of dual threat. Um, he's got plenty. He he racks up the rushing and passing yards, and I think last year he threw. I think you tweeted out the stat 30 38 he had 38 total touchdowns so he had 28 through the air and then no. 10 on the on the ground um he had 2550 yards passing and then 616 rushing yards yeah so his stats speak for himself uh you you already know he's in Texas so you know the football's good uh good down there um don't think you're questioning the competition this guy's playing yeah and, and I like what you said you know every class needs a quarterback that's exactly true um, you have to get, have a quarterback in every class, mm-hmm. or you're you're going to be slim, um, like we were kind of slim the last couple of years. Right. You definitely want the problem we have going into 2020, where you're like, man, the quarterback's got to transfer. Yep. Rather than looking and going, I hope we get a quarterback transfer to fill up the room. Yep. You would definitely prefer it the other way around. Does Caden Salter potentially decommit before you know, depending on how this season goes with the quarterbacks, they're still. Uh, JT Daniels was apparently interested in Tennessee. Um, 
haven't heard anything about that cooling off. Um, so, I mean, could you see him decommitting? Could you see him transferring once he's on campus? Sure. Uh, but as of right now, you've got a pretty good quarterback committed to your class, and that's going to help build the class. And um, Pleased. Very pleased. And yeah. very excited. And and JG will be gone by, by the time Salter gets here, and probably an, another quarterback will be out the door as well. You so, you um, but he, he's a good – He's a good pickup pickup for Tennessee just because he brings something different to this roster. He's not, um, you know, he's he's a dual threat. So he has, but he's also a pass first quarterback. He's not going to just sit there in the pocket the entire time. But he's right. going to make time and look downfield. Um, and if he has to run, then he's able to do that. Yeah. Um. So like Harrison Bailey, he's more like a pocket quarterback. He's going to stay in the pocket, you know, and and get the ball down the field. Whereas like a Jimmy Holiday that you brought in is more of a speedster, mm-hmm. um, a guy that can you know make a ton of plays with his legs. Doesn't have the maybe the arm that Caden Salter does, um, but has probably better spe- speed. So Caden Salter is kind of a good mix between the two. Yeah, I I definitely um, definitely like what I've what I've watched of Caden Salter. Yeah, and I think- uh, and somebody David Newcomb mentioned Holiday could be. Um, he could change the wide receiver. That's absolutely true. So you could lose three quarterbacks at um, before he even gets to campus. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Recruiting. We're just we're moving and we're addressing. I mean, that's what I think I like about this staff is uh, they do a good job of going out, and not necessarily just taking the highest rated guy, but they're addressing needs while they also go and get these talented, highly rated guys. So it's it's definitely you're getting the best of both worlds. There are some needs, though, that need to be addressed that we haven't quite addressed in this class. Tight end, I think, is one of those positions. You you need yep. to go out and get a tight end. We've uh, we've kind of lacked at tight end. You thought you had maybe an answer at Dominique Wood Anderson. Uh, Austin Pope did improve this year, and mm-hmm. I, I think you expect it. I mean, you, you expect him to improve, and and hopefully that that allows Jim Cheney to get more comfortable. We we were hoping that when Jim Cheney came in, we would get Dominique Wood Anderson involved more, Austin Pope, and when he started improving, involved more. Didn't see a lot of that, so I think getting a good tight end in this class it would be huge for the uh, improvement of the of the offense. Yeah, I I agree with that, and um, I, I just like that we're recruiting athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, like Caden Salter does like the three hundred meter hurdles. Oh wow! Um, so he, he's a he's a track guy too. I like that we're getting guys that play multiple posi- or multiple sports. Um, because I mean, we both did that, and I feel like that's that gives you an edge. If you just play one sport, I feel like it just—I don't know—it it just there's something different about it. Uh, maybe the competition, or just—I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think dual sport athletes are are definitely. Um, I mean, I think you're probably getting an all around better athlete when you do that. Yep. Um, you're probably getting someone that. And I'm not saying it's it's definitely not the rule, but I think it's a, a a good basis to go off of. I think those guys are usually mentally tough because they're getting put in different situations and in different times, and then they're also having a lot of those guys are having to if they're as good as they're supposed to be, they're getting put in situations where if they play baseball, they don't get to football until summer, and they're kind of playing catch up with their classmates who have been in football the whole time or vice versa. They don't get to basketball until, you know, December. If they're winning, if they're playing in state championships, they're having to play catch up. And some of these guys are still getting into cracking their starting lineups on their teams. Cause they're that good of athletes. So they're having to definitely adapt and, um, and tap into different, you know, things and within their mental and physical, uh, physicality. So, yeah. Um, and I like who we're beating. We're beating hometown teams. So we're not just recruiting in state. Like we've talked about, um, you're going to get and beat out like you you beat out Maryland for two guys. Um, you're beating out SEC foes. You're beating out Auburn, Georgia, Alabama. You beat out LSU for Aaron Willis, the national championship. So, and, and it's not just we're beating them out for like three stars. We're beating them out for some of the top talent in the country. Right, but they didn't want them. <clears throat> yeah, they did. That, that's the bottom line. Is if if LSU and Ed O had wanted them, they would have gotten them. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> what what about the uh, the quarantine class? So that's fourteen commits since we've been in quarantine. It's just good to know that the that direct. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make that. I'll make that joke. That the direct deposit still works during all this, <laughs> according to Florida State. Look, you know you're recruiting well when teams are accusing you of cheating. Yeah. So because originally it was, oh, this class isn't anything. 
look at the look at his look at he's a three star. And now it's now the the script is flipped and it's oh they have to be paying their paying their recruits. Yeah, which I'm sure Florida State has never paid. Florida State is the model of amateurism. So yeah, they would never do that. Right, <laughs> right. Free shoes university. Yep. Free crab legs too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jameis Winston took that free shoes to a whole another level. Um, golly, man, it, I'm just excited to be just monster in the be monsters in the trenches. That's what I'm most excited yeah, cause about. Yeah, because we're rewatching the '98 season. You see this defense of how fast they are and how physical they are, and it's just like it feels like we're getting back to that. Speaking of human missiles, that linebacking group was a bunch of human missiles. We see in this Vanderbilt game with Eric Westmoreland. Eric Westmoreland, that running back, was it a running back I believe he met in the hole? Holy crap. I mean, and Eric Westmoreland came out of pretty much nowhere. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, he didn't have the same heads, you know, he didn't have the same downhill run the back, the uh, the running back did, and he slid in the hole and met him hard. Which it's I, Vanderbilt. And I'm also talking about the one that he causes that fumble. Uh, the pass across the middle. Fumbles, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. Or well, five turnovers. The one sorry. where Ramser picks it up and runs it in. For okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He obliterates that guy. Yeah. There was a lot of it. There's also, there probably would have been three or four other interceptions if our linebackers and safeties weren't trying to hit people. Yeah. Because there's one that comes over the middle. I don't remember who hits him, but if he was just playing the ball, he probably, it probably hits him in the chest. Yep. So. Good um, game. Um, positions. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit with, with the tight end. I think that's one for me. I think the number one for me would probably be offensive line just because you only have one in this class, um, and this staff has taken, I think, five in the past couple classes. So mm-hmm. definitely want to, to get some more beef up front, um, especially with guys um, next year that will be out here, probably Cade Mays, Trey Smith, Brandon Kennedy, um, hopefully – Hopefully, Cade Mays, you know, I want him back, but I also want him to have a good enough year where he's able to go to the lead. Right. Um, so, hopefully, you, you lose three guys and you get some guys in here to replace them. Um, but also, tight end. Want to have a true tight end, like we talked about. There's um, some guys that's going to get the opportunity at wide receiver, um, but could honestly just fit that mold so much better at tight end. Right. Right. I love a good tight end. Oh, there's a lot of things I love in football. Did you see the tweet today from, I don't know who tweeted out, but it was the um, Tannehill pass against the Ravens? Oh, yeah. There's nothing sexier in football than a play, a good play action. Dude, T. Martin ran it to perfection. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's the great thing about play action is when you have a running game like that, yeah. it's it's so sexy. It's so sexy. And, and speaking of that, Caden Martin, like I think 247 has him, like the player comparison is like Jordan Love, who like – Jordan Love, yeah, he probably shouldn't have been a first round pick, but that's like he's a first for round high school. That's yeah, that's that's pretty good company to be in. Yeah, um, but him throwing on the run just reminded me so much of T. Martin. Yeah, no, they definitely they play identical, and it's funny that they both at a young age already walk like old men. <laughs> yeah. Like they definitely look like they've been running, and that's the that's a, a sign a of time. a good athlete. Oh yeah, like you definitely just wasted all of your energy waste wasted in the right word used all of your energy in that play. Because then you had to get up and walk off the field, and you had kind of that that hitch to your step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T. Martin T. Martin's been a been an old man for for a while since yep. his playing days. So you're right, though. It's definitely a good sign of an athlete uh, when you, when you walk like that. Uh, anything else for recruiting? Uh, no, maybe a position that uh, will probably be addressed too is I think we'll try to get some more beef on the defensive line mm-hmm. just because I think you lose seven seniors next year. Oh, wow. And, and a lot of those guys are interior linemen too, right? Yeah. Or so few, yeah, a few of those guys, Middleton, um, Solomon. I don't remember. I think Garland is, is one as well. Um, so there's a Matthew Butler, Deandre Johnson. He's more of like an edge rusher, but right. he's, still, but he's a defensive line. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you, you lose, I think seven seniors next year. Yeah. You're definitely going to have some needs to address there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but we we we're off to a good start. Yep. So and there's still some big fish on the board um, that Tennessee's going to go after. So I don't think we're done yet. No, no, we're done. no. Auburn, they're, they're no Tennessee. This recruiting staff or this coaching staff, I don't think is ever going to be done recruiting. No, I think I think when Jeremy Pruitt found out that they weren't going to have spring practice, he was one of those guys. that's like I don't even care. We're going to go out now. We get to go and recruit full time. Yeah, it's like that's perfect. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I think when a, when a big-time transfer goes into the portal, he just like, hey, man, what do you think about Tennessee? <laughs> like, he just has to, like, to, just to recruit. Maybe, the, like, he doesn't even need them. That's, why all, like, the, hey. that's why all these guys are linked to Tennessee. Yeah. Jeremy, they're like, Jeremy, you know you called a kicker? <laughs> He's like, yep. Everybody yeah. goes in that portal, I'm calling. Got to. You have to, yeah, absolutely. You got to go find out if they're interested, at least. Yeah. Got to find out. Uh, jumping into the... Do we have any recruiting questions? Do we answer, want to answer those now? Um, I don't think I have any. Do you have any? I, I've not. I do not. Guys, if you do have any questions, feel free to drop them in the in the comments. We're kind of keeping an eye on that. So just drop those, and we will be glad to get to that. Um, Tennessee's still sitting at number two in the country. Yep. We're kind of gaining Se- up on Ohio seven State. Seven four-stars and two five-stars now, right? <clears throat> uh, yep. Yep. Moving on up. And I expect potentially before when when does two four seven do their like regrade or whatever? I don't know. It, it'll probably be different this year just because gotcha. it's going to be so right. weird. I I expect at minimum Tyon Evans and uh, Deshaun Rucker to be four stars. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. at minimum, so that gives you non non four stars and two five stars. I think as it stands today. Yep. So and and there's probably some other guys in there too. Uh, those are guys that I'm just really confident. I think. Tyon Evans is the number one Juco back right now, number two Juco back. And so that, I feel like, makes automatically. Yeah, he's the number three overall Juco player in the country. So, so that you're automatically that stays that, Yeah, you're going to be a four-star. Right. And then everything I've seen of Deshaun Rutgers, I, I'm a big fan. And I don't – his speed and physicality, his speed alone, I feel like, when you're grading him, I don't – I mean, it's like, how with with his play have, has he not? Well, no, no one wants him. Right. No one. <clears throat> Yeah, no one. So, but we're paying him to come here. Yeah, because no one wants him. Yeah, no one wants him. Right. Um, hey, just keep just keep not wanting players. We'll just we'll take we'll, him. Oh, like, we'll, we'll, take we'll him. be the the band of misfits over here. That's yeah. fine with us. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Tim, so I do have some oh, questions. Okay. Sorry, got the questions rolling in. Um, do you think this class will stick together until signing day? Um, that's by David Newcomb. Um, I wouldn't say the whole class. No, there's no I would way. say the majority of it, yes, just because, and I know we talked about this on our YouTube thing, it's, you know, I feel like the Tennessee's going to sell so much more when you're able to actually see the campus. Right, that's why, like, someone tweeted, they were like, oh, when we start playing again, these recruits are going to find out Tennessee's not good. If they haven't found that out by now, then why would you want them? Because they're not very intelligent. They right. understand what this, the recent history of this program has been. But when you take a kid to a game in Neyland at night, they're, they're, they can't say no. Yep. Unless you're Booger McFarlane. <laughs> they can't say no. Yeah, and then you have this coaching staff that does such a great job with relationships. And all these recruits, you, you see all their interviews, all they talk about is the relationships with right. the coaches. Yeah, um, that was the big sell with Terrence Lewis. Is, that was like the only thing. It Those guys are the, were consistent when everything started – uh, when social distancing and the recruiting, you know, stopped, I re- obviously they're allowed to call and stuff still. But there was, wasn't there a brief period of uh, a, a dead period for recruiting. Maybe I don't. I don't even know what the dead period is anymore. Okay, uh, but Tennessee coaches. I know they're supposed to have one in July. Gotcha. The Tennessee coaches though, and Brian Niedemeyer uh, specifically kept those relationships alive, even without spring practice, um, and even without maybe the traditional recruiting. And that's what stuck stuck out to Terrence Lewis. No amount of football is going to change that. Yep. So, and I don't expect Brian Niedermeyer to go anywhere anywhere soon. <laughs> and, and Lewis and I think uh, Kamar Wilcoxon, they haven't been on campus in like over a year. Right. So it's literally just just relationships. Yeah. So when they get on campus, they see the the whole atmosphere. I mean, it's just going to get even better. Right. Um. So I think the majority of this stuff stays. I mean, obviously, you got to take care of business on the field. If you do that, I feel like you get the you get ninety percent of these recruits. Yeah, yeah. Just and, and <coughs> when I say take care of business too, I mean like win the minimum games that you should in 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 twenty twenty. Not, I don't think you have to go out and win the SEC or even win the East to do you know to yeah. to keep these guys. But be competitive in those competitive. big games. Yeah, be competitive. Thankfully, you bring um, thankfully you bring Florida and Alabama to Tennessee to Neyland this year. I think that helps you and gives you a chance to be competitive. Um, and then Georgia later in the year I like a lot. I'm not saying we beat Georgia because of that, but I, I like that schedule better. Mm-hmm. I think it get, I think it does give us a better shot against them. 
Um, so I think the schedule lays out to be a pretty good year for Tennessee. Um, I'm sure here in the next couple episodes we'll be we'll be doing a uh, another game by game prediction. We kind of do that every so often as we lead up to the season, and we'll see how many wins we're sitting at in yep. what we believe. Um, don't know how much has changed. We didn't get to see a spring practice, and um, I mean, is there a chance though that that we get Evans now and and when this all starts comes back, Zach Evans? Yeah, I think that's kind of fast. <laughs> I, I don't. Mean, that, I mean, I don't think anyone knows. I think I literally think that kid could do whatever he wants to do right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't under. I understand, but I don't understand. I'm just like, dude, do, do you not just want this to be over with? No, he's still getting calls. Good lord. I mean, like that was Katron Evans. Uh, he was just like, I'm tired of my phone ringing all the time. Oh no. Evans is eating it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess he, he you can't it. even take that man's phone away. What I do you guess mean? He loves it. What um, do you mean? Uh, Corey Sim says, "Who is the biggest stud on the board that we have a solid shot at picking up?" Um, solid shot. I would probably say Smell Munden, um, the five-star linebacker. I'd probably say him or uh, or the Peyton Page from North Carolina. That's a that's a school I'm interested to see how what their class looks like as the season kind of gets in into the in the norm. Yeah, yeah. The good I'm news too. is a lot of those guys are in state guys, so that helps. But just curious. It it's also like part of me th- part of me thinks that the other part of me was like they're kind of stuck at home right now <laughs> when the when everything opens up are they just like yeah I got to get out of here maybe I mean who knows what part I mean I. Or North Carolina dropping the bag too. Do what? Are they just dropping the bag too? Yeah, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's Mac Brown, dude. He came from Texas. He's got yep. plenty of money. Yep, plenty of money. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what North Carolina does. I think there's a chance because they're home home guys that they they stay. How many of those guys are within an hour of of North Carolina? It's big. It's a. It's kind of like Tennessee. Like you could be from North Carolina, but you're still five hours from. North Carolina, right? Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. It's like I mean, that's a good thing. Like when you talk about guys who want to get away from school but want to be close. Like Memphis is not home. So. No, it's not home. Far from. I think like there's like three SEC schools that are closer than Tennessee. Yeah, closer to Memphis than Memphis and Knoxville. Yeah, there's I can't remember how many SEC schools. Auburn, Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas. I'm sure Arkansas. Maybe Mississippi State. I yeah, Starkville. I'm not sure where Starkville is. <coughs> and Vanderbilt, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, Memphis is not. It, it's tough to when we talk about you know uh, winning winning the state of Tennessee. It definitely makes it tough um, for Memphis being the way the setup it is. But it's also pretty meaningful when you can go and get some good players out of Memphis. Because um, I mean, when you can lock down your borders and you're talking about Memphis, that, that's pretty big time. Um, like the Whitehaven trio, so love it. The pipelines, pipelines. St. Francis, you're next. Yep. Number one, Tennessee, going to Candy. Candy. It's good weather, man. On the on the last game of the artificial turf, dude. That is the ugliest field I've ever seen. Dude, that logo. I forgot how yeah. ugly that, that logo was. And then they've got the paint from the. They've got the hashes from the NFL, which makes it even uglier. It was an ugly field in an ugly stadium. And the faded like, the faded numbers. It's so perfect that their field's named Dudley. Like, yes, it's a dud. That's it. <laughs> yeah, just the biggest true. dud ever. I got. I get why. Even if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you wouldn't want to go watch a game there. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather stay at home. There's high school stadiums in Texas bigger than that. It's true. It's bad. It's it's not it's not a pretty sight to see. Uh, Bob Kessling on the call, and he even mentions uh, later in the broadcast that Tennessee's or Vanderbilt's covered in orange. Yeah, I think he mentioned that it was like seventy or eighty percent orange. Like he could, he could see right. Right. So yeah, it. it I mean, it definitely you could tell from most of the camera shots that there was way more orange than uh, black and whatever that other color. That's not gold. I don't know what it is. It's like a faded yellow. Yeah, it's hideous. it's not gold. Let's be clear about that. It's which like, is like embarrassing. It's like yeah, our colors are black and gold, but it's not even real gold. It's like dehydrated <laughs> piss. Yeah, it's like uh, if I was gonna have gold, I'd have gold. It wouldn't yep. be some 
spinoff color of gold. Um, so obviously Tennessee just absolutely takes care of business. Uh, it kind of takes a while for Tennessee to get comfortable though. Yeah. Then what was the, the I think it was three Oh at the end of the first quarter. And oh, then Peerless Pross has a 68 yard touchdown that he uh, breaks three tackles and just outruns and, everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Out, out, outruns. And then Peerless Pross, the next drive, I believe, I think he got a little excited seeing a, uh, seeing a touchdown and dropped a ball. An yeah. absolute bomb from T. Martin. And he would have had over strong. 200 yards if he would have caught that because he <laughs> yeah. had like seven receptions for 181 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Dang. But, yeah, it hit him rotten. Like, you couldn't have thrown the ball any better and it just dropped. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Hey, but I'll, I'll take a drop in this game because he didn't drop one in the national championship game. Right. If I, if <laughs> I have to choose. Yeah. If I have to choose. Um, so, Vanderbilt comes in this game 2-8. and eight. Their only wins Bad. against South Carolina and Duke, and both of those were were a uh, three point games. South Carolina, surprise, surprise. <laughs> God, they were terrible. Um, yeah, they were very bad. Uh, what about um, their starting, not starting quarterback, David Wallace, who yeah. later goes on to be the CEO of failed Dunder Mifflin. And is involved in a hostage <laughs> crisis true. situation yeah. with the mailman. That was the first thing I thought. I was like, David Wallace. Hmm. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> suck it. He sucked it, all right. Yeah. He I don't even think he got in the game ever, did he? I don't think so. And we get another Bernie Vesey sighting. Yeah. I love it, man. When Bernie Vesey get in the game, you know it's a good one. It's <laughs> it's nice to play your, like, play your backup because you, like, choose to and not that right. you have to exactly it's definitely a, a nice thing yeah um phil fulmer at this point is five and oh against vanderbilt in his career and i looked it up he finished 14 and one first vanderbilt oh my gosh vanderbilt's dude. terrible oh awful dude i don't like i've never heard of their coach before yeah i don't, I don't even i actually couldn't re- repeat the name to you right now who was it woody Widenhofer, Widenhofer, something like that yeah and I, I try to look up their offense coordinator, defensive coordinator. Like, none of those guys have, like, done anything. Well, I mean, think about how embarrassing Vanderbilt is now. They were far more embarrassing in the 90s. Yeah. Far more embarrassing. God bless. <laughs> That's why the Titans got off to such a slow start, though. They had to play in that stadium. That's true. They didn't <laughs> have a chance in the world. Dud. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Fulmer does talk – I don't know if you – you uh, heard this, but Fulmer talks about a playoff system. Does he? In the broadcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's way ahead of the curve. Yeah. So, I mean, nice. he knew he knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Wow, he's a, he's And he wa- he waited till, uh they did this so he could be AD. And then we, could you imagine if we kept him around as a coach? We might be playing in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. He knew it. He was, he was been preparing his whole life for the playoffs. So, he had to, like, appoint himself almost as a right. <laughs> athletic director so he could lead a team to the playoff. Right. Um. Also, this is Tennessee's first team to finish regu- uh, eleven and zero in the regular season. Yeah, so that's, that's big wild. Time. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the format is cha- actively changing, mm-hmm. kind of while this is going on. So it's not like every team in Tennessee history has had a chance to go eleven and zero. But still, obviously, that's a big deal. Um, and I think after the end of the first quarter, I think a lot of people may have been a tad nervous, just because everybody knew what was on the line. Obviously, if you watch this team all year, you knew that what like you. Yeah, you're, you're pretty good. confident. Yeah, you could have just ran the ball and it would have been fine. Right. Travis Henry had like what 130 yards um on like 17 carries. Did you did you ever find a box score for this game? I didn't. Mm. No. Like, you know Vanderbilt doesn't keep the box no, scores. No, no, no. They do. Yeah, have they ever They threw the it away after this game. They just deleted everything. Right. I wonder if they've ever kept a box score from anybody. I wouldn't. No. I did. Maybe during the James Franklin era. Maybe. Yep. But that's it. Um, obviously this isn't a very exciting game, unfortunately. Uh, do you points. know how many team, how many yards T. Martin threw for though? I don't. Mm-hmm. Probably around 200. Yeah. Something like that. I don't think he had many incompletions either. No. He had a pretty good... I think it was like three. I think, yeah, I think they showed a stat and it was like 20 for 17 or something like that. Okay. Vanderbilt. Ugly. Yeah. Everything about it. I didn't know Fulmer... I forgot Fulmer was an assistant at Vanderbilt. I did too. For one year. Yeah. And then he got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm never playing Tennessee again. Right. I'm never being on the opposite sideline. Right. Um, <clears throat> during this uh, broadcast, too, Georgia lost to Georgia Tech. 
I did see that. I think Virginia and Virginia Tech two went to overtime. So obviously, Syracuse uh, beat Miami. Oh wow, I didn't see that one. Or Syracuse beat somebody. Somebody big. Because they were talking about how it it makes Tennessee look better. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. They were they did discuss the BCS system briefly in the broadcast and talked about how your um, out of conference opponents are big factors in mm-hmm. in how it's determined. So Syracuse being being one of your out of conference opponents was big for Tennessee. Yep, missed the BCS system. So the they uh, did the top. I think they did the top ten, but I wrote down the top five. So do you have the top ten? BCS. I did. I didn't write down okay. the AP rankings though. Okay, so I have Tennessee, UCLA, Kansas State, Florida State, Texas A and M. Is how it stands now. I think we talked about this last week, but if Florida beats Florida State, they might have they might be in the national championship. Yeah, because UCLA lost this week. Yeah, and, and so did Kansas State. And Kansas State. So yeah, if Florida beats Florida State, it's probably an SEC BCS. And I title. think Texas A and M loses to somebody. Yes, they dropped back like four or five spots after this week. Yeah, because of and the AP because goal. Ohio State finished as number two at okay. the end of the year. I hate Ohio State so much. Yeah, they're butt. I hate them. Uh, there's something else I was gonna mention about this game. I forgot to write it down. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I mean, Vanderbilt had nine total yards at the end of the first, 64 at the half, and I think 93 at the end of the third. I don't remember what the final was, but, yeah, it was bad. And then um, – Did you see the picture had, tweeted out today from Vanderbilt? I think it was Peyton's freshman year. Uh-uh. And it was – what was the score? It was bad, like 63 or nothing. And the scoreboard said, let's go offense. Like, it was flashing up, let's oh go offense. 63 to nothing. I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. I think it was that Vols historic picks that put it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was bad. I can't wait to get back to those days. Jeremy Pruitt, can you please, can you please get Tennessee back to those days? Please. Do it. Pretty please. Okay, Kansas Tony. State beat Texas A&M in the, in the championship game. In the if, Big 12 championship. Ah, okay. So that would be next week, though. Yeah, so Kansas State loses this week. And That's an A&M loses next week right. to them. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Tennessee goes to Atlanta next week, though. Plus Mississippi State, who beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl the Thursday before this game. So we already knew we were playing Mississippi State. Right. If you won. Sorry. It, well, not if you won. No, you, I don't you, know you if, clinched at Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. So you knew you were playing Mississippi State by this point. Mm-hmm. As yeah. soon as they beat Arkansas, you knew. Correct. Okay, I, I'm not sure. They flashed up the standings. I'm not sure what it was. Gotcha. So Mississippi State could have lost Ole Miss and still been in it? Yeah, because they had the... They had already clinched. Maybe they did have to beat Ole Miss. They, I, I don't know if they mentioned them clinching, but they did mention... Because Ole, I think... They, I think what was said was Ole Miss beat... Or Mississippi State beat Ole Miss, them. and they'll play... They'll represent the West. I don't think they ever said if it was already clinched or anything. I think. Gotcha. So. I, I think that... Arkansas and Mississippi State ended up with the same conference record, but Mississippi State beat them, so they had the top gotcha. record. Okay. Well, yeah. So that so that would mean Mississippi State had to beat Ole Miss. Yeah, they had, they had to beat them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they clinched on Thursday night in the Egg Bowl. Uh, don't think that one ended with somebody pissing on the pissing on the uh, oh like a dog. The, yeah, pissing <laughs> on the field goal pad. <laughs> what? So Mississippi State lost. Or Mississippi State and Ole Miss both lost coaches after that game, right? Is that what we? I don't remember. We talked about that. That got <clears throat> yes, yeah, so it was Joe got, Moorhead and that got Matt, Matt Luke. Luke fired, right? Essentially, yeah. and they thought it would keep Joe Moorhead, and then it still got him fired. Yeah, he still didn't. Which apparently he originally had said it was going to take an FBI squad to take him out, and I guess he found out he's not that tough. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I mean, they said that like he's gone. Then they he beats Ole Miss and they're like, oh, that might have just saved his job. But then it was like <laughs> they didn't even fire him on Monday, did they? It was like it was like later weeks in the after, week. yeah. <clears throat> Mississippi State's terrible. And then they go out and hire Mike Leach. Have fun with that. <laughs> have fun with that. I'm sure Air aid, baby. I love that they're probably already regretting it, not because of anything he's done on the field, just because they're like, okay, he does tweet really stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love that they're kind of like a ground and pound team and now they are going to the air raid because Colin Hill is like a big running back in that what is, yeah ah what are they gonna what's our record gonna be this year 
Probably not great. I don't know who they play. I'm about to look up just like their out of conference schedule because like if it's tough, it could be a really long year for anybody in in Mississippi. They'll put they'll probably put up like the most yards they've ever got in a season, but they'll probably give yeah, up exactly yeah <laughs> same amount of like oh yeah we put up 500 yards on Alabama you got beat 43 to 10. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. They open with New Mexico, so that's nice. They're gonna lose NC State. You can write it down. Yeah, that's not Alabama State. So they could. They. I mean that NC State one isn't obviously super easy, but. They better hope we just play an SEC schedule so I don't get embarrassed by an ACC team. Yep. <laughs> Who did, how did NC State lost a really bad game, too, at the end of the year, didn't they? I don't even know. I thought, like, I they know. lost in a really terrible fashion. Because that's where Drinkwitz came from. No, Drinkwitz came from App State. Oh, that's right. He was he was at NC State before, correct? Maybe. I, I don't know much about Drinkwitz. I, think I do was, know he came from he was App State the, directly. Uh, I think he was the OC or something like that. Okay. I mean, that would, yeah, that would make sense. He's got an offensive uh, history. Yeah. Jimmy V Classic. Vols Jimmy heading v. to New York, man. I like it. Yeah. Broadway Rick. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. I mean, if, if it's in anything like the last game, it's going to be electric. Yeah. And uh, Tennessee, obviously, not a great ending to the season. Um, 17 and 14, I believe was our final record, nine and nine in SEC play, but you expect to improve drastically with everybody. You return, you could potentially lose Eve's pawns. Potentially he's testing the waters for the draft, but you also bring in a top recruiting class and those guys should be day one starters. Um, I don't know what Gonzaga has. Do you, are you like up to date with him? Um, I think they're they're supposed to have like a, a top five. They're supposed to be ranked in the top five. Gotcha. I think they have a good recruiting class coming in. I don't think they lose a ton. Um, so I, I think they'll be kind of where they are every year. Where did they finish last season? <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to be a one seed or not. I can't remember. That seems like so long ago also. Yeah, it's like – and it's. Like, like two months ago, but yeah. it's, it feels like it's been a whole year. And then the other team's playing. Excuse me. Oh, I'll be outside all day. I created a fun game. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, Rutgers and Baylor are the other two teams playing. Yeah, and they're both expected to be ranked. Yeah, Baylor was number one for a time last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So, I don't know much about Rutgers, other than they're much more intelligent than anybody in East Tennessee. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's, why they, that, that's why their athletic department's doing outstanding. They can, they they're really bright when it comes to athletics. Shiano, really bright, really bright. Maybe Shiano will. Uh, he's probably just been recruiting the basketball team too, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's only getting the best and the brightest. Yep. Do we know what's our out of conference basketball schedule look like? Do you know? Is it gonna be tough for next year? I don't. I think I don't we play Cincinnati at home, and That'll I think we play Wisconsin away. Yes, that's right. Okay. Is that pretty much it? <clears throat> Um, I'm pulling it up. So if you want to wait, that's fine. Maybe. Oh nope, they don't have it updated. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have it. Set, yeah, it's probably not think, finalized yet. I think you played those two. So you played, <coughs> and and you played Memphis, Memphis I think. in Nashville. Yep. Um, that's right. Okay. Okay. So I wonder if we go to another tournament, or if we just like just go to that classic. So is the Jimmy B Classic? Is it one game or if you win? No, it's it, just one game. It's just one game. Okay. Yep. Because that was the seventy six seventy three win uh, against Gonzaga. It was in like the desert somewhere. It was in like was it in Arizona? The Jimmy V Classic? What? That was the Jimmy V Classic. I th- or I don't know if it was the Jimmy V. No, we played Gonzaga in that. Uh, um, it was like Grand Canyon University. Like wasn't it? Mm, I don't know. When do where do we play them in? All right, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a Jimmy V Classic. Yeah, I don't think it was a okay. Jimmy V. It was it, the, Jerry... the Jimmy V Classic is always at the Madison Square Garden. I think so. Yeah, okay. this one was in. It was at. It was in Phoenix. It was a uh, Jerry Palangio Classic. I can't okay. Remember. Cool. Yeah, that's when Admiral Schofield went off and then went 
up in the stands. Yes, because his, his dad had come to the game. I don't think he knew his dad was going to be there until, like, until he ran up there. <laughs> well, I don't think he knew until like just before the game. Like, I don't think it was like a planned thing. I don't think I don't yeah. think he got his dad tickets. Um, <clears throat> That's one of the greatest pictures ever. Yes, it's a great picture. He looks it's back. A fantastic picture. Okay, I think it was at Grand Canyon University, I believe. Okay, that's cool. I guess. I mean, I don't know anything about it. Uh, let's see if I can find a picture. Because I think it was like the same court. I don't think they changed out the court. Maybe they did. It looks like they did. No, I, can't yeah, see I, th- I think I remember it being. I, I think I feel like I remember a lot of gra- like a lot of purple in the stands. Because mm. I think like they play. I think Grand Canyon played like right after that. Gotcha. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I remember that. This is a picture of it, but there definitely wasn't a ton of orange there. I mean, obviously we travel better than most, but I don't know. Can't really see from there. There's Admiral yeah. draining a God, freaking dude, dagger. He started off so hot that year. Not the, and I, I mean, he didn't drop off. He cooled off. He didn't drop off, but he started off light and <clears throat> hot. Light. Like, like you started off and he's like, oh, man, he improved his draft grade. Those no were the question days. about it. Those were the days. Oh, man. Last year was terrible. It was tough. It was a tough year. God. It was a tough, tough year. Tough, tough year. Oh. It wasn't as bad as the uh, the four-win Tennessee football season. No, it was not. You're right. You're absolutely right. Do we have any fan questions? Do we get any on Twitter before the show? Um, let me check real quick. What do you think about the Titans schedule? <clears throat> I didn't really look at the Titans schedule. You didn't? They play at Green Bay, right? You're talking about that? At Green Bay in December. I would love to go to that. It'd be <coughs> a ton of fun. God, no. Uh, my dad was a big Green Bay fan. So I kind of like, like when people ask me what, who my NFL team is, I'm like, I mean, I cheer for Green Bay growing up, but I'm not a Green Bay fan. Yeah. I try to be a Titans fan, but I mean, you Titans fans know it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I get, I feel like Tennessee, like the Tennessee you're born into. Yeah. I didn't but choose like, Tennessee. Yeah. I didn't choose it. No. I'm not saying I'm upset with my decision or my not decision, but I didn't choose it. Um yeah, you just you just grew up it and then you're just kinda like led into it. It's pretty much like a cult. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty it much. is a cult. Yeah, we don't have any fan questions. Well, if you guys got any right now, we'll we'll take them. I'll take those questions. Um, in that case, I am going to pull... Let's, let's pull up the Titans schedule real quick and just flash through that. Um, assuming there is a NFL season. That's kind of been the topic of um, the last couple weeks, obviously, with everything going on. Did you uh, did you see where the Ohio governor bought his Ohio State season tickets? No, I didn't see that. So he uh, he was asked about it. He said, yeah, you know, I bought them. And um, he said, uh, what is this? And uh, he said he doesn't understand why you would need to cancel right now. You might, you know, why don't you hold out and make a decision later? And I agree with him. So I think he's uh, he's thinking there's a chance. Um, I'm with him. Let's ride. Yeah, do it. So they open at Denver on Monday Night Football, right? Oh, that'd be Yeah, fun. I think it's on Monday Night Football. Maybe not. Drew Locke. <laughs> who the, who else did they draft? They did. They, draft <coughs> they got Jared people. Judy. They uh, Right. They did. And then the Jaguars. The Vikings shouldn't be as good this year, right? Then they go hey, to the Vikings. Whoa, they got Kirk Cousins, man. <laughs> they uh, did lose Stephon Diggs. Okay, I this is I feel like before their bye week in week seven. So they go Bron- Broncos, Jaguars, Vikings, Steelers, Bills, Texans. I feel like <clears> that's <throat> about as good of a early schedule as you could get want. Yeah, especially the Texans. Like if they have anybody good, they'll just trade them before. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, then you come back from bye week, you go bing at the Bengals, and then go Bears, Colts. Yeah. Okay. Then you go at Ravens, at Colts, Browns, go to the Jaguars, Lions, go to the Packers, and then finish the week or the week, the year at the Texans. Is it too early to crown them the AFC South champs? If you don't win it, something's wrong. Ah, uh, okay. I don't disagree entirely, but I feel like the Colts are going to be a lot better this year. I don't think people... They should be. I don't think enough people realize how much they just need a quarterback. Last year. Obviously, some things are going to change, but... Phil Rivers, I think, helps that team a lot. Especially in the AFC South. Yeah. 
I'm not saying they'll go out and dominate, but I feel like they get a chance to. I feel like the Colts get a chance to win the AFC South. Yep, I agree with that. Segments. Segments. Most important of the week. Most important. Um, I've got one. Okay. Got a few, I think. Uh, My first one is Jordan Bone. So, as a surprise to his mom, he graduated, got his degree from the University of Tennessee. And I don't, I didn't watch the video. I don't know if they released it yet, but uh, he explained pretty much like how he how he went about that. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool that, you know, obviously that he came back and got his degree. We missed him this year. Wish he could have done it while he was in school, but regardless, cool that he got his degree. Cool. that he got his degree for his mom. Um, I'm sure she had a very happy mother's day. Yeah. My most important is, um, the, uh, dog that Noel game day tweeted out a dog taking a dump in, uh, in the swamp. You think that dog's a Tennessee on the fan? field? Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Like his, uh, if you definitely traced his um his chip back, definitely from Knoxville. Right. Right. Um my next one is Jay Cutler. Got a rod with the man. Standing <laughs> up for himself. I like He's it. earned a lot of money in his career. He wants to be lazy. And now Kristen Cavalier, I don't even know how to say her name. I think she's like a reality T V star. I don't know what she does. They didn't they get a show? Did they? I think like they had a sh- their own show. God, that's I never probably the worst show. Right, I, I never watched it. Um, but yeah, they, he's like, no, I don't really care. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. That's fine. You can divorce me. I don't care. Apparently, he uh, wanted to spend too many too much time uh, on his farm in Tennessee. So, feel that. I feel that, Jay Cutler. Yeah. You got any more? Trying to see. Um. I do not have any more of the most importance. Most importance. Most I, important. I do have one. So the, the Tennessee Smokies announced the club will host the East Tennessee High School Baseball League beginning January 1st, 2020. June league 1st. is so what, soon. What June 1st. Oh, okay. 1st. Yeah. Um he said the league they said the league is for current and rising high school junior and senior baseball players. I thought that's cool. Yeah, I think they should just uh the only thing I changed I was why not just kind of do what the Smoky Mountain Star Club's doing a new team, like allow the high school teams pretty much enter together. Yeah, that'd be cool too. But I guess they're just doing it since they're just doing it for juniors and seniors. I guess it's gonna be like more like a recruiting type deal, like a mm-hmm. that kind of league. Yeah, I guess is the way. I don't know. Who knows? There's pretty. There's some good baseball in East Tennessee. I feel like baseball in East Tennessee gets overlooked. Yeah, I agree with that. There's Bearden, um, Farragut, Maryville's usually good. Um, I'm trying to think of, I think CAK is really good. Well, but then there's also some big like travel ball teams, aren't there? Like the Diamond. Yeah, Diamond's big. Um, there used to be Thunder and RBI. Gotcha. There used to be a ton, and then but... it's only gonna keep getting better, like in the Sevierville area with all the <laughs> everything getting put up there. Right. So, uh, I don't have any more most important, but I've got a fail. Got a fail somewhere. Uh, it's going to be a, our boy Tyler Hero. Um, did you see his haircut? <laughs> I did not. Oh, my God. You guys can't see it. Maybe you can. You can't see that. Yep, there it is. <laughs> it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I mean, what is that? Dude. Who did? Like, why? Why is someone with that much money not have a barber that'd be like, hey, bud, this ain't it? That's awful. And it's awful that Bleacher Report likes it. Or whoever tweeted it at Bleacher Report. Terrible. Oh, my God. Absolutely terrible. That dude's weird, dude. Yeah. Weird, dude. Um, God, what was my next one? Oh, uh, no, this that's not it. Oh, so we were talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the Florida player who um, – so Florida would be my fail of the week. He says it's hard to graduate from a school when you know the shit they said about you to damn near not have a job at the next level. Interesting. And then Ahmad Black, who he was one of the guys that you know were hating on Tennessee because they're recruiting class. Yeah. Um, he tweeted back and says, um, "Don't bite the hand that feeds you." 
And then Gardner Johnson replied, watch your mouth. Wait, so like Tennessee or Florida dudes are just getting into it on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, it's you hate to see it. Can we, can we send out the gif that's just like, everything's fine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, man. Yes, and Florida not looking great. No. no not. Which I love, by the way. Yeah. But the good news is they beat Tennessee the last 13 out of 14 years. Also, um, I have another one. So the Washington Post, so at Post Sports, um, put out an article, the pandemic has reminded us we don't need more sports in our lives. We need less. Did you read it? No. Hell no. Dude, he was like, uh, places in Europe, uh, they they evolved their entire night around eating dinner with your family. It was pretty much like one of those articles is like, we need to remember the more important things in life. Like which, more important issues. Which is like the entire reason our show's named this because <laughs> people are idiots. But, um, the, uh, oh, I was like, do you realize that like in Europe, they will kill people over a soccer game? Like that is the thing that happens regularly. Riots over a soccer game. But yeah, let's model our entire lives after Europe. Sure, <laughs> sure. There's more and more important. There's issues. more important issues that we got to worry about, guys. Not sports. I mean, everybody's going freaking crazy because we don't have any sports. Right. But yeah, let's put out an article that says we don't need them. It's just like, and then if you, oh, you see, you should have clicked on it so you could have seen the picture of the journalist because then it makes sense. Like you're like, oh, I get why you wrote that. Is it Dan Wolken? You've never even seen a basketball in your life. Is it Dan Wolken's burner account? That Probably. Made this it's Dan, Dan Wolken's lover, actually. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Probably is. Um, I think that's all I got for fails and That's all I've got. I mean I got wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did I almost forget? Earl Thomas. (laughs) Holy crap. It's been a week. But that's not it. That's not I gotta find this. That's not it. Then my man, Earl, comes out with this video. Have you seen his video? I I didn't see the video. He wanted to get out ahead of it. Oh, you guys are going to love this. You guys Didn't are... he say something about TMZ is going to come out with something tomorrow about... But, like... Are we, he, are we this is to like play a this day... Video? This is like... Huh? Are we allowed to play this video? I don't know. It's like on his Twitter. I'll go to his Twitter. He posted this on Twitter. Like, he was like, I want to release this. Like, everyone knew what had happened already. And he's like, I just want to release this to be like, me and my wife are okay. I want to get out ahead of this. Like, bro, no. You can't get out ahead of this. Your wife held a loaded gun to you, your head, and then pointed it at two girls you were having sex with? Didn't somebody, didn't the other girl that she was with have a knife too? Because they arrested all, they arrested three people. Who knows? But the dynamic of an NFL player having an orgy with his brother and who knows how many women in a rented Airbnb in the middle of a global pandemic is just the most fantastic thing. Of all oh time. no, it wasn't like multiple women. It was one woman. It was one. I she thought it was found them. Two. She found them just, in a bed. They were, it was him, his brother and another woman were naked in a bed together. I thought it was like at least two, maybe more. I'm like, dude, what? what are you doing? You can't get caught with, you got to have multiple females. If you're going to get caught naked with your brother, <laughs> yes, right? I, don't, I don't disagree. Uh, I don't, I am, I disagree with several things in that statement, but not the important part of that statement. Uh, dude. but he, that man risked, risked it all. Yeah. And the way she found his, um, found his location is interesting. Like, she apparently logged into his Snapchat to find it. That doesn't make... Like, I feel like if she logged into See, his Snapchat... I feel like the person who, like, put that out didn't understand Snapchat. Because I, I feel like... She just checked his Snapchat. His location. Okay. Yeah, that's... Maybe that's it. I honestly have not read a ton about this. I just... I wrote it down when it happened because I was like, what the f- is going on? Oh, he said he was having... Oh, that's nothing he said. He was like, this is just a bad day. Shit happens. Yeah. This is like a normal day. This is like a normal... Like, my bad day... My car didn't start. Or, uh, I don't know, I overslept. I forgot to put deodorant on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your wife held a loaded, no, 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 not a loaded gun, a gun with a bullet in the chamber to your head. Because you were naked with your brother and another woman. (laughs) Uh, If I'm ever caught naked with my brother and another woman, please shoot me. (laughs) Please put a loaded gun in my head and pull the trigger. 
Because there is something going on there that I don't want to talk about. Oh my gosh. So that's my fail. My fail of the century. Of the century. Yeah, and that, that's in Baltimore. Point. No wonder why uh, Aaron Wilson, Keyshawn Evans, wasn't it in Texas? Though? I thought the, the house is in Texas. I thought it was in Baltimore. Maybe. He's in Baltimore now. Something's in the water in Baltimore that these NFL players just cannot keep it on straight. Yeah, Jesus. I'm not going to go into all that. But, anyways, that's my last fail. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram now, YouTube. You can also find Volunteer Roadshow. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. You'll see all the content there. Go to volunteerroadshow.com. Create an account. Enter to win a $25 Hound Dogs uh, gift card. And then you also get uh, access to all exclusive content yep. on the website. So make sure you do that. Look out on YouTube. We're releasing stuff uh, anytime we get a commitment. So make sure if you want all the uh, up-to-date stuff, you check that. And the winner of that um, $25 gift card is Hugh McBride. Hugh. Hugh. So Hugh, you win that. That was a, um, that so was a you big can, drum roll, Hugh. You better, uh, you better appreciate that. My ripped out my headphones doing that yeah, drum roll. Yeah, so. that was good. I liked it. Um, they're gonna be really surprised when I bring the snare in one day. Just to, <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. That'll wake you up a little bit. Um, yeah, so you can do that. You can um, cash that in by emailing Bobby C at volunteerroadshow.com or Billy Ratliff at volunteerroadshow.com within a week to claim your prize. Got to do that within a week. Um, I think that's all we got. It's. Yep. Tennessee is is still hot on the recruiting trail, and we didn't get a part two of Goodbye Earl because she didn't actually pull the trigger. <laughs> That's the best part. I forgot to mention that. Earl, Earl, obviously. So whatever his wife's name is, rolls up to a home with Earl and Seth just boinking this girl together. Earl and Seth just banging a chick. Oh my god, that's the most Texas thing I've ever heard of. Is a okay, yeah, it is. I hope it's in Texas. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. That's all we got. We're gonna need a bigger boat. We're going. We're going boat shopping this week. But we're bringing <laughs> the boat in, and we out.